You're listening to Rebel Spirituality with me, Sam Goldfinch. Here's the truth. Wisdom doesn't follow rules. So each week we're going to explore what it means to wake up your way so you can live a more peaceful, creative and inspired life no matter your circumstances. It's time to blaze your unique path to truth. Hey, beautiful people. I'm so excited about this week. We've got Jamie Smart with us. Now, Jamie, he's a good friend of mine. And I say this, if there's anybody that could come on the show who embodies what it means to be a spiritual rebel, it is this man. His level of understanding is is really deep. He's incredibly humble about that, but he um, he really knows his shit. And um, I'm super excited to put this uh, out into the world and uh, looking forward to hearing your comments and all that kind of stuff. So just before I hand you over to me and Jamie, just to say, if you haven't joined the Rebel Weekly, come join it. There's a link in the show notes. Each week you'll get an email from me, which I promise is going to make a difference. It's not going to be another one of those emails that just fills your inbox and just, you know, fills it up with crap. I really have been working to really pose questions or share something from the heart that really makes a difference. And I've had a lot of people reach out over the last couple of weeks in particular, kind of just saying thanks for that email. That's really that really struck a chord with me. That's been really, really powerful for me to read. And look, if you don't like it, you can find me in an instant with the unsubscribe button. But I'd uh, I'd love, love, love to have you over there. And, um, you know, just want you to know that I'm uh, I really am writing from the heart when I put those emails together. Right. Oh, other than that, the YouTube channel is also up. So do come and check it out. I'd love if you could subscribe. It's really powerful. It uh, helps us grow it and, and get some of this rebel spirituality spirit out into the world. Okay. Without further ado, I'll hand you over to me and Jamie. You're going to love this. See you there. Oh, team, we have such a treat. I have Mr. Jamie Smart. Welcome, man. It's so good to have you here. Yeah, it's great to be here. Great to see you, Sam. Yeah, man. Look, loads of people who who listen to the podcast will will know who you are. They'll know that you've had a really um, special part to play, not only in in the creation of this, but in the level of understanding that I have. Um, and you know, I said at the beginning I was just going to talk from the heart on this. And dude, you've impacted my life so much. Like the, the, what you're doing for the world is amazing. And many people will know you through your books, clarity, results, and you know, you're a best-selling author. There's all these amazing things that you've done, but above all of, all else for me, um, you, you know, you're a good friend. I know you've got my back and I just feel really grateful to have you in my life. So thank you for coming and being here. Well, and, and likewise, Sam, I, I'm grateful that you're taking what you're seeing and sharing it with people in your unique way like that. It, my whole vision is about sharing this understanding as widely as possible. And that's not through me having a bigger megaphone. It's through people like yourself taking it out and reaching people and touching people and making a difference in their lives. So yeah, I, I'm really grateful to see you doing that and uh, glad to be here. Yeah, man. And you know, for me, it's been really amazing to see your kind of, um, <laughs> I was going to say growth, and I don't know if I like that word, but you're like evolution over the course of yeah. the few years I've known you. Yeah, the stuff that you're kind of like talking about and how you're sharing this and understanding, because I know that you've been sharing you know, the principles behind Clarity since 2009, 10. Yeah. yeah. So a long time. And you continue every week, every day, I get, you know, you're continuing to see this more deeply. And yeah. Yeah, I love that. And there's a lot of, you know, you're very humble in the level of um, understanding that you have. And I really appreciate that. And um, 
Yeah. So, hey, I've got some awesome questions I'd love to ask you if that's all right with you. Is there anything else you want to share before we kind of dive into this? Yeah, I, I run a uh, 17-month program on humility, uh, <laughs> which is by application only. No, no, nothing else I want to. <laughs> yeah, fair. <laughs> 17 months, that is, uh, what's it? <laughs> enough, man. You do you. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, so we were saying that we're going to be guided by what comes up. So the first question I've got for you, my friend, is, as you sit here right now, what does the word spirituality mean to you yeah what a great question and i if it's okay with you i'll kind of talk my way into yeah, it. it the the when i when i was um when i was a younger man the spiritual the word spirituality meant hippie nonsense it's like it, it didn't mean anything at all to me i didn't not only did i not have a sense of it i wasn't interested in it i didn't uh it, it just looked like yeah just looked like religion or something or belief systems or something like that and then i uh kind of hit a rock bottom with alcoholism and was kind of brought to my knees in that respect and uh started going to a 12-step program and i was kind of doing that for because i couldn't think what else to do like i was going to a, a psychoanalyst as well but he said i needed more support so i should go to these meetings so i was sitting there but thinking well this isn't going to work for me this is just a bunch of you know nonsense and that sort of thing and then i'm sitting there one day and I had an insight, I had a realization, and I didn't know that's what it was, but I was sitting there in this, you know, church hall uh, full of drunks. Uh, and it suddenly occurs to me, because I, I was already always pretty intellectually bright, right? Like I, I was a good student and that sort of thing. So I'm sitting there in this church hall, it suddenly occurs to me, oh, even though you know everything and you're always right, maybe this could work for you anyway, even though you're convinced this isn't going to work. Maybe it could work anyway. Like maybe there's something you haven't seen. Maybe there's something you don't know that could work, even though you know it can't. You mentioned the word humility. Like that, I, that for me, that was humility. It's like, oh, there's something I don't know. Like, uh, but that that was like a a light turning on it's mm -hmm. like the, there's something outside your ideas of the world that's that's bigger than what you know so far like because as far as i was concerned sam i didn't really know i was going to go here with, with what i'm talking about but for me at the time stopping drinking meant have a boring black and white miserable life one day at a time till i die sober thank god um it it seemed really tedious right and and so i was kind of sitting there in a church hall getting getting ready to start my boring miserable life and uh and it's and i saw something new i saw something new so 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 one thing that spirituality means to me is just something outside of what i already know something uh, off the map of what I already know. 
Um, so that's one thing it means to me. But then obviously that was a long time ago. And so I've spent, God, like 25, 26 years exploring the domain of spirituality. And and it, it means kind of more to me now. Like, like there's a, a quote by Tillard Desjardins, and this will sound off the scale hippie uh to to we're in a good place for that i'm I'm guessing but (laughs) but i i bastardize this quote my bastardized version goes uh we're not human beings having a spiritual experience we're one spiritual being having eight billion human experiences and who you really are is that one spiritual being who you truly are is consciousness itself now how i kind of a metaphor i like for that is like everyone watching or listening to this has a mobile phone right like we've all got mobile phones and if you're anything like me your mobile phone was invented after 2010 so it's probably a smartphone of some sort or maybe you've got a flip phone because you know uh the dangers of social media but whatever the internet that every smartphone runs on was built in the 1960s right like that the internet has existed since pretty much from when i was born and i assume it'll the internet will exist long after i die and and the internet existed before every phone was built and it'll exist after every phone that we're currently using has been you know sent to a a landfill or whatever and so like to me consciousness is to who you really consciousness is to your personality your body your day-to-day experience as the internet is to your phone and so the 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 animating power uh behind who you really are is spiritual like you can you know, you can look at your hand and go, well, that's my hand. I've got a hand, but you're not your hand, right? You're not your eyes. You're not certainly not your ideas about yourself because you were born with hardly any ideas about yourself at all. In fact, when you were born, you didn't even know that you had, uh, you know, you didn't have a personality. Well, you'll, you'll have had some kind of personality, but you didn't have any self-concept or anything, but you but who you really are still was there. Like I would say, if you've ever uh, spent more than a minute or two with a, a newborn baby, you'll know that there's someone there. There's someone there, like, and that that you know the Buddhists call that the face you were born with, right? Like who you are before the conditioning, before the personality, before uh, all the ideas we have about ourselves get kind of layered on and baked in and that sort of thing. And so my assertion, Sam, is that spirituality is is a a word to point us to our true nature, to 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 point us to the domain of who we really are and what's really going on here. Yeah, it's beautiful, man. I love, I love how you shared that. And I know that um, a lot of people who listen to this, they'll have heard me say over and over again, you know, life works, life works from the inside out. And I think often people get caught 
in this inside thing they go inside my body inside my <laughs> brain and and what inside i like kidney <laughs> yeah there it is and what i love about what we've just shared is the feeling of it man the feeling of going because we're talking about no we're talking about inside life inside who you really are inside you know words don't really do it justice right but that's what you're pointing at right mm, yeah yeah you know i've heard you and i are both very familiar with the work of sydney banks the guy who first kind of articulated sure. the inside out understanding and and i heard him say once uh he said you know inside isn't inside your your body or your 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 uh thinking or that he said it's deep within your soul mm. that's where inside is it's deep within your soul it's before our thoughts and ideas about ourselves it's before our 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 body or our personality it's before our you know conceptualizations of past and present and future it's before the world of form you know it's deep within your soul it's deep and if if people don't like the word soul it's it's what's residing at the heart of your being it's uh, another way of talking about it is you know the consciousness within there are all kinds of different ways of talking about it you know all different traditions have different ways of talking about it and stuff but but that's what within is it's deep within your soul it's yeah. at the heart of your being it feels worth mentioning for because people often kind of reach out to me and say i don't i don't understand it yet i don't get it and i <laughs> i just love people to know that you know your intellect it ain't gonna get this it doesn't work mm. this is a i mean even the word feeling i'm not sure i mean that that's kind of a feels closer like it's a feeling a knowing but even like all those things there's just there's something about this space that i find for me man i i feel like when i fall into that deep space when we're hanging out or when i'm hanging out with with clients or whatever it's it's almost a little bit like i'm deep beneath the waves Mm. The air's a bit thicker. I can hear the turbulence up top, maybe, or it's I, I know it's kind of there somewhere, but I've just dropped into this other state of consciousness. It's 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 kind of home. And and the fact that that's always there, waiting for us to just kind of recognize it, to kind of see it, is I mean, that's made such a difference to my life. So I really resonate with what with what you're sharing. Um it's 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 really beautiful. I love the way you put it, Sam. It's like deep beneath the waves. That that really, yeah, that really resonates for me. And and there's a way that I think about it. I was uh, talking to my dear dear friend and mentor uh, and colleague Jan Chipman, and we were talking about like she and I both love uh, listening to Sid Banks' recordings and reading his books and that sort of thing. And we we're talking about that, and she said. Uh, yeah, he just makes it really easy for me to listen to my true self. Mm. That really struck me and and how I that how that's kind of evolved for me in how I think about this work and what we're talking about, what I do is when I'm working with clients or or you know in our conversation with each other, you know there's that word namaste which uh means something along the lines roughly translated is uh the divinity in me recognizes the divinity in you 
and when you're in that place in you and I'm in that place in me, there's only one of us. Well, how it looks to me these days, Sam, is like my my job in a way is to be a kind of mirror that can reflect a person's true self back at them. It's a to be God, this sounds it sounds really poncy when I put it like that, but like my my aim is to kind of be a mirror that someone can uh catch a glimpse of who they really are in. And 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 you know, you talked about the feeling. My my take on it is that the feeling you're talking about pointing to kind of describing falling into is what it feels like to remember who you really are yeah. and that it my experience is that there's just huge benefit in that and and that at a deep level each one of us knows that there's huge benefit in that because that's on on what one level this will sound like a bold assertion but that's what everyone's up to everyone's looking for look uh, is searching to remember who they really are and and often they're looking in places that uh are less than ideal like that's what people are looking for in you know drugs and alcohol and uh chocolate and shopping and all the other places we can look but also that's a lot of times what people are looking for in you know success or validation or recognition or status or whatever that and it's innocent you know we're all we're all doing our best based on or doing what makes sense based on how the world looks to us and yeah that's a beautiful answer it strikes me in this moment that you know our hello is a bit shit compared to the meaning of namaste isn't it but uh, <laughs> <laughs> i love that man i love that so you may have already answered this question but i'll ask it because maybe not it's uh when did you first begin to wake up well and you can interpret that any way you want Oh yeah, I know. I, 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 uh, in a way, I could say it was when I had that insight sitting in that twelve-step meeting. Mm. But then, then you could say that all the uh, all the things that brought me to that point like where i finally had to go okay mm -hmm. enough hands hands up i'm not that that was all you know on the road to waking up like it's funny as i think about that metaphor of waking up i don't know if you're anything like me sam but sometimes i'll kind of go from being fast asleep to just being wide awake and eyes open and bolt upright and like what was that kind of thing but a lot of times it's kind of gradual and it it's like it's like oh oh I'll hit snooze button on the alarm well I I think in some ways for me the process of waking up is an ongoing one and for all I know it started you know early, very early in the game and I've been like I was taking LSD when I was 16 15, 14 years old for all I know that was an attempt to wake up and then by the time I was 
19 or 20, I was like, oh, fuck that. I'm just going to drink. It's a lot less, uh, there are a lot less feelings with that. Um, but so for, for all, for all I know, I was kind of waking up and hitting the snooze button when I was 14. And, you know, there's a degree to which I'm still waking up and there's a degree to which I'm still hitting the snooze button and go, yeah, not today, <laughs> not today. You know, I, it's, it's, it, it seems to be, uh, for me anyway, it seems to be more of a process than an event, but I know in terms of the, the principles that I'm so passionate about sharing, um, in, in 2009, I, uh, was exploring this stuff and it sat, I literally, I had a dream. I was asleep and dreaming. And in this dream, I realized that everything I'd been looking for outside of me was already there within me. And that started, a you know, kind of a fresh awakening, um, into this understanding. So that was 15 years ago, 14 years ago, whatever it was. Um, but I feel like it's a, I feel like it's a process rather than an event. Yeah, it's really interesting. I because I think to myself, reading the power now when I was 17, 18 was like kaboom. Like I had a bunch of insights, really amazing. But you know, it was probably another fifth, well, blimey, at least a decade more than that, until I realized, oh, you've been running this something missing program. Like yeah. you're looking outside yourself for the answer now. Sure, I'd been waking up by uh, just, you know, to kind of use that metaphor, but something profoundly different happened when mm. I saw the truth of that. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. I, I'm always really interested to see how people interpret and speak to that because, you know, as we're both, you know, I know we're both fascinated. You're particularly fascinated with words and the metaphors we use and that kind of stuff. So, it's, I'm fascinated with how people respond to that. Yeah. Well, the other thing that struck me, Sam, is I'm, I always, like if you have ever tried to wake any, like literally wake anyone else up, they're often not too keen on it. They're like, <laughs> yes. leave me alone. And I feel like in yeah. a lot of ways, I was like that. I was like, like life uh, attempted to, you know, tap me on the shoulder or bring me a cup of coffee or, you know, tussle my hair or whatever. And I was like, more duvet. So, <laughs> so I think there's a bunch of that as well. Yeah, come back later. Yeah. Oh, dude, I love it. Okay, right. I love this one. So what's one thing you know to be true that's profoundly changed your life that you would love our listeners to realize is true for themselves? Yeah, let me uh, let me sit with that one for a yeah, second. Sure. Because, because for me... Um, While I've had lots of realizations, the only one worth sharing will be one that I know to be true right now. Mm, yeah. So can you ask me the question again so I can just really hear it? Absolutely. My pleasure. So what's one thing that you know to be true that has profoundly changed and impacted your life that you would love our listeners to realize is true for themselves? Yeah. So, uh, One thing I, I know for sure is uh, that who you really are 
isn't of this world of time and space and matter. It's who you really are resides before and beyond this world of time and space and matter. And so who you really are can't be harmed or damaged by anything in this world of time, space, and matter. And who you really are can't be helped or enhanced in any way by anything in this world of time, space, and matter. And and that's not to say that there aren't things worth you know, doing or creating or achieving. And it's not to say you shouldn't wear a seatbelt or uh, uh, avoid, I don't know, uh, running with scissors or whatever. Like, like I'm, I'm a big fan, actually, like in the world of physical stuff, I'm a big fan of learning things like self-defense and swimming lessons and stuff like that. Like that, that makes sense to me. But, but who we truly are, is not vulnerable to anything in this world can't can't be harmed or helped uh doesn't need anything from this world and and when you realize that for yourself like we we each have an innate capacity for realization for insight like it's built in and so this thing that i'm saying i don't need anyone to believe it or anything like that it's more like you could catch a glimpse of that. Like if what I'm saying is true, you could catch a glimpse of it for yourself and you catch a glimpse of that, that'll do something for you. So, uh, so yeah, that I, I, I would love for anyone to catch a glimpse of that. Now, here's the thing. I've realized that for myself, Sam, and that, that has made a profound difference in my life. And it's still kind of a yoga for me, like the the place, the places I am most likely to lose sight of the truth of my spiritual nature are those very places where I think that I need something from outside of me to be okay, or I could be harmed by something outside or that lack or whatever. So so it it that the for me anyway, the place that I've been most profoundly touched is also a place where I can always do with seeing something more deeply. So, uh, so yeah, it's kind of cool, kind of a yeah, yoga. It's, for me. it's really cool. Yeah. It's a very cool curriculum. I, uh, Ooh. and it seems kind of spiral to me, right? I'm kind of like, I think I'm like, Oh yeah, got it. Got it put that one on the shelf and then it kind of comes back to slap me in the face again a few months later or something like it's uh yeah it's funny how these things can happen but i love what you've shared man i love that um well hey so so as you know this podcast is called the rebel spirituality podcast and i know because as because i know you and i know what you're all about i know that you're kind of like very much about not being too earnest and like having fun and you know, and, and having fun with spirituality is like bringing some silliness in all that kind of stuff, you know, and you're, you often make me laugh, man. I love that. And, and the rebel element clearly got an excellent sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it baffles me that more people are, you know, it's, 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 uh, you crack me up, dude, but, um, you know, that's what the rebel element is about for me is about 
fuck all that stuff about how you should do it and wake up your way. Like you, you mm. figure that out what works for you. Right. And so, you know, that considering that, is there anything else that you would love to share with people who are kind of on the path for lack of a better word? Yeah. I mean, like the thing that occurs to me on the one hand, like I, I feel very grateful to have learned from people who have kind of walked their their path or this path or or a spiritual path before me and so i feel very grateful to my teachers and my mentors and i've learned lots from them and it's so tempting to think that um someone else knows better for us than our wisdom and my so the you know what what goes hand in hand for me with the thing i said about you know you have a source of uh resilience wisdom and intelligence at the heart of your being that can't be harmed by anything from outside and can't be helped by anything from outside well well that source of wisdom intelligence clarity guidance it's there within you and nobody else knows better for you what's right for you now that's not to say that you can't learn get great guidance all that sort of stuff you absolutely can but ultimately what it boils down to is you uh learning to trust that innate sense of wisdom and guidance and uh direction that resides at the heart of your being you know and it's kind of interesting actually like on the one hand i'm passionate about sharing these principles with people which are kind of universals there's stuff for, that's true for everyone so for instance this fact that you have an innate capacity for realization and insight and you know can always see something new that's true for everybody the fact that you have an inner source of wisdom and guidance and direction that's true for everyone the fact that you have that innate source of resilience uh the fact that who you really are is before space and time and matter and uh can't be harmed by anything in this world like that's true for everybody how your experience is created that's true for everybody so that so i find it profoundly valuable for people to realize that mm. and the path you walk in life is yours alone the gifts that have been placed in your heart are unique and whatever it is you're here to do in the world whatever an authentic life looks like to you and for you that's unique so there's this beautiful apparent tension between the universal nature of this spiritual understanding and the unique expression that each of us has in the world and and it, it's really i think it's really natural and innocent for people when they're when they're learning about universals to kind of think oh there's one right way and you know the teacher knows the right way or that sort of thing but to me there's almost like a, a beautiful balancing act of knowing the universal truth of things and 
being awake to our unique path. And to me, that's where the rebel side of it comes in. You know, when I first came to this understanding, so back in 2009, I was so impacted and had this incredible sense of finally, you know, being at home and a sense of love and connection and that sort of thing. But what came with that was a a community of people and a set of beliefs and values and what's the right way to do things and all that sort of thing. And all of a sudden, I found that what I was being called to do and how I was being called to do it and all that sort of stuff didn't necessarily fit with the culture that I was in. And there was a tension, like it was painful. It was like, oh, but everyone's so lovely and and I don't want to, I don't want to break ranks and that sort of thing. But finally I was like, like, you got to be true to yourself. And that's part of that wisdom as well. So to me, like there's a way in which rebel spirituality, when I hear those words, which I love, I just think it's such a great name and such a great theme you've come up with, Sam. When I hear those words, what I hear is the truth of the universals, the things that are true for everybody, and that which is unique and authentic and for you alone. You know, it's both. It's both. Our spiritual nature is is universal, uh, or is is a is an expression of something universal. But that expression is unique and authentic and personal. I just love everything you said. And yeah, it was pretty earnest, though. To be fair, no, it's pretty bad. I love time for that. You're allowed. You're allowed. It's you know. And, you know, it's really funny. It, it strikes me in this moment to just say, you know, thanks, actually. A big thank you, because it was during a conversation that we had on a weekend that you were running. I remember. Where I was struck by a number of insights in during that conversation. And it was saying, you know, wisdom doesn't follow rules. And that has formed the basis of everything that is here. Um, mm-hmm. And I I, I have nothing to teach people. like, And, and that's the thing. Like, I... I I'm just want people to uncover that that rebel spirit that they have because the world needs more of that. There's enough stuff going on where we need to, with kindness and compassion, challenge stuff. So yeah, I love that, man. Beautiful. Ah, oh, dude, great. That's it feels like a just beautiful place to pause and and just kind of I know people are gonna have loved listening to this man. And if, you know, look, what what occurs to you in this moment is is there anything you'd like to share about pe- how people might find you or anything you've got going on? What's what's Yeah. So in terms of the easiest ways to find me are uh jamiesmart.com is my website. My books, Clarity and Results, and the Little Book of Clarity and the Little Book of Results are on Amazon and on Audible. I've got podcasts, the Get Clarity podcast and the Thriving Coaches podcast, which I occasionally put episodes on, uh, but there's huge volumes of if people like the sound of my voice. There's countless hours of me going on about <laughs> many stuff people do, man. There. Um, and uh, and then my one of the gifts, actually, that I've I've had from this understanding is can I tell a quick story, please, please? So I was having coffee with my friend Jan 
uh, Jan Chipman, who I mentioned earlier. And this is many years ago. And we were talking about relationships. And she said, you can have whatever you want if you really want it. Now, I'd heard that loads of times before, but how I'd always heard it was you can have whatever you want if you really want it, like if you have veins bulging out of your forehead with how much you want it kind of thing. But what I heard when she said it was you can have whatever you want if that's what you actually want. And what I realized in that moment was what I actually wanted was true love. And what I'd been organizing for was everything except that. I'd organized my life to protect my heart, to stop from being hurt, to stop from getting bored, to, to all the things. To, I, I was getting everything I wanted except the one thing that I truly wanted, which was true love. So I, I kind of, I realized that. And uh, that led me to meet the love of my life, uh, Emma McDevitt, who is uh, my my partner and who I also uh, work with. So we we ran our first program this year uh, called Bring Your Unique Expression to Life. And we're running it again next year. The results have been wonderful. Uh, but we're going to be doing a our first live in-person event in the UK in November. Awesome. So if people are interested in that, they can pop me a, an email on info at jamiesmart.com or they can find me on Facebook, uh, Jamie, uh, Jamie Smart on Facebook or in all the usual social places. It's Jamie Smart or jamiesmart.com. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, any, any of those things. And there's lots of, on my website, there's lots of free recordings and that sort of stuff. So just whatever, whatever people feel drawn to. Yeah. I would just, uh, yeah. Implore people to go and, and explore your books and, and all those things and, and go hang out with you in person. Cause, uh, you're a true gent, man, a rebel and, uh, a real, yeah, a rebel in this field. I, I really respect that. And, uh, yeah, thanks again for coming on, man. I I, I won't say it again because it might get silly, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, right back at you, Sam. And I love what you're doing. And I love the way you're taking this understanding into the world and sharing it with people and making a difference with pe to people and with people. Awesome. It's wonderful to see. Thanks, man. All right, dude. <laughs>